The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good afternoon and welcome to America's Web Radio as we have a very special special today. And uh, because of the circumstances of what's happening around the world, and uh, particularly in Ukraine, we've got our international reporter, Michael Gano on the line with us. And he's going to tell the truth, as always. And the truth is, we've got a problem going on. And uh, he's in Romania. And they've got a problem going on with... Uh, Many of the Ukraine folks uh, getting out of Ukraine and going to Romania. So, with that being said, good afternoon, Michael. How are you doing? <clears throat> David, it's good to be back with you. Well, thank you, and we're, uh, we're glad to have our own international correspondent. That's, that's pretty good for a little web radio station. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm, are you getting any... Are you getting feedback, or am I clear? Uh, I'm getting a little feedback, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit on my end, too. Um, I'm just going to say this. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to everyone on America's Web Radio that listens to you, that uh, has a show on America's Web Radio, and um, you contribute to America's Web Radio. It's very important to keep this station alive. Uh, I'm, I'm actually in Romania. Uh, we've got contacts here in the government that we're in touch with currently. And I took I, my strongest caution would be analyze everything you hear about the Ukraine and Russia. Because we have sources on the ground in the Ukraine but we're having a hard time communicating with them and getting a clear answer as far as what's happening there. I'll just start with the Romanian government because Romania borders the Ukraine. You have Romania and Moldova that border the Ukraine. Uh, the government just convened an emergency meeting and they're showing full support for the Ukrainian government. Now, keep in mind, folks, the government and its citizens in this region of the world, even in the U.S., is many times different than the government, uh, the people. So uh, they just convened this emergency meeting showing 100% full support for the Ukrainian government. Now, keep in mind that Romania is part of NATO. Um, there's 3,000 American troops on the ground currently. Uh, there's two major bases here in Romania. There's one in Bucharest where the capital is, and there's another uh, American base in Cluj-Napoca, which is in the north, closer to the Hungarian border. So there's about 1,500 troops on each base. They have Abrams M1, Abrams tanks here. Uh, of course, there's other armaments here that belong to the U.S. military. Uh, again, because Romania is part of NATO. Now, the fear is, they've, they've done an estimate, and again, this is coming from the government. Uh, should, depending on how deep 
that Russia wants to go, that could possibly mean there will be half a million Ukrainian refugees spill over into Moldova and then into Romania, which would create a huge crisis here in Romania. Look, the average Romanian makes 600 to $1,000 a month. So that would really put a huge, huge impact negatively on the stock market here and on uh, the financial situation for many Romanians. The problem is the government says, yes, we can help. We can help any refugee that comes from the Ukraine. We stand with the Ukrainian people and the government. The problem is they can't even take care of their own problems here in Romania. So uh, at this point, you know, this, this kind of summarizes the situation. Michael, uh, how are the resources in Romania, uh, the, the supply lines, the food on the shelf, the gasoline, uh, are they beginning to suffer or are they okay at this point? Actually, <laughs> that's a very good question because I see what's happening in the U.S., the utter chaos on the ground, uh, we don't have that problem here. We do not have a problem with food shortages or the store shelves being empty. Look, I'll say this. The Romanian people, and this comes from their history as being a former communist Soviet bloc country, liberated in 1989 by their own people, uh, Romania had the bloodiest revolution out of all the Soviet bloc countries. Nicolae Ceausescu was a satanic dictator. And so these folks learned not to depend at all on the government. Of course, you always have that percentage of the population. But let me tell you, this will give you a, a, a picture of, of the people in Romania. 70% of Romanians have not injected. 20 to 30. Now, that's the numbers the government gives. So imagine that number has got to be a lot higher. 30% of the green passports here are fake. So this shows you that the people don't have a reliance. Now, here's my point. This country's old school. We're talking Eastern Europe as a whole, Ukraine, Bulgaria, Hungary, Romania. These are the countries that refuse to obey their government with the injections. Now, where's that? What, what else does that mean? That means these people are self-sufficient. They know that if something happens, like an invasion of Russia or a war on their border, that if they need to defend themselves, not only will they do it militarily, but let's say hypothetically, God forbid, there's an invasion by Russia. Listen, these folks will fight from the mountains. The mountains here are very deep. There's no internet connection. You have to know how to survive to be back there. It's, it's, listen, this is the, I'll call Romania, and I make this comparison on a, in a limited fashion in comparison to Afghanistan. This is the Afghanistan of Eastern Europe. And I'll, the reason why I say that is, is because in Afghanistan, when you know the lay of the land, that, you, that gives you the biggest edge over your adversaries. I know I took a, 
I took the long way around your question, but no, there's no issues like that around here. And what are they saying about oil or gas? Well, you know what? Romanians, they have this mentality. You know what? I can't do anything about it on the outside. I'm doing good to make a living and survive them in my own country. Uh, I, I did a video this evening. If you go to the Insight to Israel Facebook page, we interviewed people on the street. Now, the older people I interviewed... They're like, look, this is going to be a problem. The young people I interviewed said, no, we have NATO. We're not worried about it. We got American backing. Hmm. But what they don't know is they don't, they don't remember history. In World War II, the United States had promised the Romanian partisans and the military aid to fight against Adolf Hitler. There were big battles that took place towards the end of the war. And so the Romanians were depending on that aid in order to win. Now, they still won, but the problem is that aid never came. It was promised by the United States military, and that aid never came. They suffered heavy casualties. And so therefore, the people... the the grandparents that thought that war passed those stories on to their children. And so their children who suffered the Cold War still remember that time of uh, the United States military not backing up what they said they would do. So there's not a big trust in the U.S. support. Does that ever sound familiar with uh, just a few months ago? Yeah. Yeah, they they listen. Romanians tell me, look what happened in Afghanistan and Iraq. Look at your soldiers that were martyred, and for what? Hard to answer that one. In fact, impossible for Biden, for Brandon, you know, for this Bush. Is, and this is what concerns me. David is yes, sir. David for Bush, for Colin Powell. We were spoon-fed God and patriotism. But history shows us the United States government, under the guise of God and country and patriotism, listen, even Bush lied to us. I, I can't just blame Biden. I understand he's the president currently. But I have a huge problem with anybody that would even think two cents, that calls themselves a Christian and a conservative, that doesn't think when the left was saying Cheney and Bush should be in jail. I didn't think it then, but I wholeheartedly believe it now. Go ahead. Well, you know, that was yesterday and today's today. And um, we can't change yesterday's history. Right. And it, the only thing we can do is if we had a sharp enough administration to realize what history has meant, and why people form their opinions like they do, then we would have something. But we virtually, in my opinion, have nothing. We, we don't even have an empty suit. In fact, I think the suit's on hangers right now. I don't even believe it's out of the store. But, you know, this is, uh, this is something that 
I applaud Trump for, and that is the fact that he brought back respect for the United States, and he did it in a very short period of time, and I'm sure many countries are shaking their heads at how did we ever elect something like Brandon? And well, we didn't. You know, that the election was stolen. Listen, I, I have to, on, on that note about Trump, look, I don't, obviously, we don't agree with everything Trump did, but for the most part, for the most part, listen, the world leaders hated this man because they're all part of the issue, the problem. Uh, the Abraham Accords... That's something different. Uh, I'm totally against the Abraham Accords. The Jewish people don't benefit one thing from them. And it's a false peace. It's a lie. But other than that, he took on China. He stood... Hey, listen. You might have heard him say, Putin's a good guy. But I'm going to tell you what. When you've got a guy like Vladimir Putin, that guy's not stupid. And I don't believe he's trying to reform or take back the, the former Soviet bloc states from Mother Russia. He doesn't have that ability. He has ability to push the buttons of NATO, which is a joke, sucking off the taxpayer of the U.S., okay? Meanwhile, all the Western European countries, the enlightened ones, the elites, say that we're going to go green unemploy their people, do away with all with coal mining, nuclear uh, power plants, all the necessities to support your country internally, and then they get all their gas and oil from Russia, and all the leaders in Germany, for example, Angela Merkel and uh, Helmut Kohl, who used to be the right chancellor before Angela Merkel, okay, Helmut Kohl, they all have money invested in the Nord Stream Pipeline. If you go back and do the research, unbelievable, yet they stripped their country away and talked about going green, but they're invested in the Nord Stream Pipeline. It's it's complete insanity. <laughs> well, isn't the world complete insanity right at the moment? You know, David, it's... You and I both, because I'm 51, 52 this year, and you've lived longer than I have. You have more life experience. But I think between the two of us, knowing having enough history behind us, we, we could have never imagined that it would, from the injections to the green passport to electronic takeover of our lives, we were warned this was coming. I think we ignored it. And now we've got other, every government in the world completely corrupt, godless, satanic, and we basically don't even know what to believe anymore except unless we open our Bible and believe in God. Well, this is, you know, I go back to our founding fathers and, you know, there was a reason that they put in one nation under God. Right. And, you know, in God we trust. And this is something that, uh, you know, when they started taking that off and when that stupid lady, and I use the term very loosely, decided she was going to uh, take prayers out of schools, uh, 
even at, I was very young when that happened, or not very young, but I was certainly young, and I said, you know, this is not good, and it's gone downhill from there. And, you know, we have been very blessed, and we have won the encounters that we've gotten into in the past, and I'm concerned about what's going on right now, that this will, you know, uh, increase and get much more serious than it is right now, and that we could uh, easily be looking at a third world war. And I'm not sure that it's not a matter of being on the right side. It's a matter of being able to take care of ourselves like, like we did in the past. And we were able to gear up for World War II, but I think this, uh, I don't think there's going to be any gearing up time. David, I'll tell you this. It's not so much, you know, I really, I'm confused. And, you know, I'm the kind of journalist, I'm there on the front lines. I do in-depth research. I don't have a research team. I do have people that send me resources that are very uh, dependable and reliable. But I'm telling you, right now, I think this is the most confusing time for me about what's happening there in the Ukraine. Uh, because no one can give me solid answers. And I, I, I've checked my resources and it's just like all the time. It's unsure. Now, I've got people messaging me, general populists, on my Facebook page. And they're saying, well, this is what the media is saying. They're showing uh, Russian soldiers dancing with Ukrainians. And I, I haven't seen that. I'm sure it's in the mainstream media in the States. But I, I'll tell you what, brother. I think the people that I feel sorry for are not just Ukrainian people who, listen, the average Ukrainian doesn't make a lot of money. They, they Listen, Romanians, the salary here per month, 600 to $1,000 a month. Now, it's cheap here, but that doesn't make it, you know, simple for the Romanian people at all. Uh, and so imagine in the Ukraine, it's probably about the same or less because it's a very poor country. And that's why the government is able to end up so corrupt because the people don't have the power or the wherewithal by surviving every day to stand up against their government of corruption. So America, you better get ready because your government is already corrupt. They don't have the surveillance in Eastern Europe that the United States and Israel has in China and Canada. Uh, so on that end, the people here are pretty lucky. But in the U.S., you better get ready. Oh, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, we had that same discussion this morning on the doctor's lounge with Dr. Hal Shears of what's coming medically, what's already here medically, what they're trying, what the liberals are trying to do 
by the one-payer system, and they want to take over your and make open your health records. And if they know and have your health records, they have you. And uh-huh. this is uh, this is true throughout the world. It's true. Uh, we see it in Canada. We see it in in the UK. And you know, this is why people have flocked to the United States for their medical treatment. But then when they go home, you know, it, it's like a open diary. Hippo is going to go by the wayside if the liberals have anything to do it do with it and they want to bring in a one payer system which will be devastating and you know Biden's moves as far as the energy and energy production oil particularly have just been you know I don't think the guy has ever done anything right and uh, you know you you were saying it's not all Biden but He's done more harm to the country in his first year in office than most presidents do in two terms. And how much of it's Biden and how much of it is the left wing that has him by the by his transplanted right. hair? Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. But uh, and, and how much is, uh, you know, Obama? How much is the Clintons? Yeah, exactly. And uh, they all yeah. seem to have his number, as does the Ukraine. You know, this if if I were in a major media situation where I had access to files, wouldn't this be the perfect time to bring up the relationship between the Ukraine and Hunter Biden and how much money they gave to Hunter Biden to do a job that he was totally unqualified for? You know, the sick part about it is, David, is that we we know it. Like, none of this is a secret anymore. It's in our face. Everything from stealing our freedom, you know, medical tyranny, corruption of our government and where our tax dollars are going. And it's like, no one is going to jail. Nope. No one's standing trial. I, I, I can't, I, I never thought there'd be such injustice towards the, the American people and that we would even allow it. Let me tell you why I blame the American people. Because I've worked in politics. And i worked for a lot of big people. But the problem is Americans think the next election is going to solve the, solve the problem. We should have gotten these politicians by the throat a long time ago. We should have been at their offices. I, I, listen, there's a lot I can say on this, but the last thing I need is somebody knocking on my door. Well, right now, but the reality we, is this, folks. What we need to do right ahead, now, ahead. Michael, is take a break. And uh, we'll be back right. with Michael Gonneau, our international correspondent for america's web radio that's how big we've grown my goodness it's nice to be able to say that we'll be right back with michael start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative republicans 
Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives. As a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And let's get back to this special report from Michael Gano from Romania. And, uh, you know, Romania is facing a, an interesting problem uh, that the U.S. <laughs> is facing as well with the open border and uh, the number of Ukrainians that may be escaping to Romania to get away from Russia and the invasion. Uh, have you heard anything, Michael, about about the invasion itself? Look, I, I, I talked to one of my friends in the government and a few of my other sources, and right now, you know, uh, they're given estimates as to the possibilities. And uh, that's all we can do right now. Now, in speaking to one, my government contact, he told me if things tend to get serious, uh, and look, you know, the reality is I'm, I'm, uh, I'll go when the necessity calls for it. I'll, I've, I've been wanting to go into the Ukraine, but it looks like it's, they're not going to, they won't let anyone in that's a foreigner, even if I'm a journalist. Uh, because the government wants to control the narrative, like most governments. But should Russia penetrate, as things progress, deeper into the Ukraine, um, then we'll be on the border uh, with the Ukraine and Romania, for sure. Not, not even a question. Uh, and I've got people that will get, get me up there, even when the military's up there, to, trying to control whatever situation may occur. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see how American troops here, 3,000, will be involved. Are we going to do flyovers with our our planes? We say we're not going to get involved as as the American military goes and we'll supply weapons, but uh, you don't know when that could change. They say one thing and then something else happens. Or they try to keep it quiet. So we'll be up on the Romanian border, Ukraine border, when it's when it's called for, for sure. So, again, a lot of this is estimate uh, that they derive depending on how much Russia is willing to do. I'll personally say, David, and you and I both have talked many times off the air. I've talked to friends of mine that are uh, retired military and... We've all said we we don't think Russia will do it, and I've been emphatic about it. 
Now, again, we're still trying to find out real answers. And, and I'm not the one that likes to be left in limbo as a journalist. But that's kind of where we are right now. I can only tell you what's happening on the ground in Romania and what the people feel and the situation here and what it would possibly be like should things get tough. You know, and I feel bad for the Romanian people because, you know, Western Europe, they're all sold out and they want to put American troops in. You think the French are going to go in there? Hmm. Nah. Let me uh, let me throw out a number, not a number, but a uh, if I were looking for how serious and a number of where we are, you'll be surprised at what I'm about to say. But it's no surprise, actually. It's the truth, and that's what we that's what we go for here on America's Web Radio is the truth. If I were looking to see how serious this was and our resolve as a country, the one thing I'd be looking to and trying to find out is how many contractors we have in Romania ready to go into the Ukraine. Why do you laugh? Wow. Because, yeah, you know, David, I... Listen... Just, I want to. I don't know whether to cry or laugh, because when the left was talking about Iraq, it's about oil. The military-industrial complex is making money. I didn't pay attention because these are leftists. Maybe I don't like what they believe, but David, there was a boatload of truth, a treasure trove of truth that they were feeding to us. And we refuse to listen because they're leftists. And let me tell you, and this is answering your question, Dick Cheney made a lot of money. George Bush made a lot of money. And what did we get from it as the average American person? Nothing. We got bodies and wounded, and that's it. And we didn't even have to sacrifice personally. From They were over there, and we didn't even feel it. Yeah, we did special things for the soldiers, and, and that has its place. But uh, I, um, I wonder the same thing, David. That's a very good question. Well, you know, we have... And we have, it's even worse today than it was then. What we have in our Congress, and I, I pray that there are more veterans running for political office, the House of Representatives and the Senate, this time than have run since the following of World War II. And I hope every veteran that's running wins his district, his Senate seat, his House seat, whatever it happens to be. Because we have a Congress that has never served in the military, making up rules of engagement, making up lies that they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, Feinstein wouldn't know which end of a M-16 to hold, much less how to load it. And, you know, this is... It's we've become a mockery, and 
the truth be known, it's been our contract, Blackwater, it's been many other organizations that have been yeah. our military because they can do stuff, they can do things, take actions that our military has their hands tied behind their back, and they can't do right. it. And uh, this is particularly on the ground. I can't address uh, the Navy. I can only address our special forces and our Army that's on the ground, the boots on the ground. And they've had the last 20 years, basically, they've had their hands tied behind them, and they have to take the orders that are given. And so to circumvent that... We came out with a plan called contract labor, and the military has, and Congress, has no rule over contract labor. They do it their way, not Pelosi's way. Well, David, let me tell you, we've been put in, as American people that support our soldiers, we've been put in a very precarious position. Because with all due respect to our soldiers, there have been Republicans that have run off their military record and have betrayed us just the same as people who didn't serve in the military. That's where we have to be cautious. Because as someone who worked very deep in the Republican Party, uh, we have to question everything now. And I'll leave it at that because we've had enough. Uh, it's very sad the the honor of our soldiers has been trusted and then they get into civilian life and they run for office on that military record and then they turn around and stab us in the back. So while I respect and appreciate 100% what you're saying, we have to balance that out by asking serious questions and still holding accountable our representatives. Because unfortunately, in this day and age, and we see it from the Democrats, Tammy Duckworth and all these former military that are Democrats, and even some of the Republicans... We used to be able to put a label on our military, former military, that run for political office and say their integrity, their honor, their patriotism is the reason why I'm voting. And I know it's in the past, and it's even a farther past, much farther past uh, than the current day and, and men and women who served and are now running for office. But I think John McCain was the worst example of a former military, and I don't even know what happened to that guy in Vietnam. We don't know if it's true or not anymore. But John McCain was the worst representative of a military, former military, turned politician. I think he was actually groomed for the position. (laughs) So, you understand my perspective, right? Oh, yeah, and I can't argue with you as far as John McCain goes. Uh... We've had, uh, we've had. Well, let, let me, you know, I've interviewed. Literally, it's probably into the hundreds now of veterans, and um, 
I, I've interviewed the ones that were in the Hanoi Hilton with McCain. And, you know, this has been a... Here's a sad situation, is that we have a media that's not a media. It's uh, yeah. the left arm of the left-wing party. And, you know, heaven forbid, they lie like rugs. And, yeah. you know, things that... I I totally agreed with you, or would have agreed with you, you know, two years ago as far as McCain's concerned, maybe three years ago. But after talking, sitting eye, you know, eye to eye with veterans that served with him in the Hanoi Hilton, I've had to change my perspective and view of John McCain. Uh, yeah. I know that, you know, there are not many people that I know of, and certainly not me, that could have endured what he endured by the Vietnamese in the Hanoi Hilton and come out and been able to look at himself in the mirror and talk to himself in the mirror, you know? They could, I mean, the what he went through and... And every one of the vets that I talked to, every one of the POWs that I talked to, said the same thing, that, uh, you know, as long as they were there with him, or whether it was for a few months or almost a whole period of time, he did everything for his men. And he was the commanding officer of the POWs and I think that was true most of his tenure at the Hanoi Hilton and that whatever All right, David listen I, if, if you have first hand conversation with those guys and interviewed them if that's what they say I, you know I'll go with it but it's, it's sad what he became later well you know I I don't disagree with that totally, but then again, um, you know, he must have been a hell of a strong man to come out and be able to say his name. We got a president that doesn't even know where he is, and uh, yeah, you know, I there's always two sides, and unfortunately, the two sides are extremely colored by our media today, and. And yesterday, it didn't just happen today. It's it's been going on for years, and the liberal media, as you've pointed out, can't be trusted. And you got to find out the truth. And I, my truth is that I rely on the people that have worn the boots and the ones that you know. There's the old. It's a very misused quote. But and it came from American Indians, not from somebody else. But <laughs> until you've walked a mile in my moccasins, who are you to say? Right. And uh, right. you know, I I couldn't have endured just the thought of what he went through, both shoulders broken at the same time, you know, and and on and on and on, and uh, you know. And maybe maybe part of his problem was he came back and had PTSD, like so many of the, our soldiers 
do and have done. But I don't want to get in an argument with you about it. But uh, No, no, uh, we're not. David, I'm listening to you, brother. You know, it's just the fact that uh, our media has too much input and control over all of our thinking, you know. Right. And uh, this is a shame. We, You know, I, I bring up this point frequently, and I brought it up today with uh, the doctor in the doctor's lounge, is that if people would go bike and look at Chet, Hunk, Chet Huntley and David Brinkley or Charles Kuralt or, you know, any of, any of the nighttime newscasters, after every newscast, you'd see them take a stack of papers and sign them. And that was because they were signing off on what they had just presented as being the wow. truth, as being... You know, what, what they had been told to read, say, whatever you want to do it. There was no real, back in my day, there was no real opinions. It was what AP and UPI presented and what the producers of that evening nightly news show or Walter Cronkite or whoever. It didn't matter. But they signed off of it. And that was saying... Yes, this is what I just did, and you couldn't get a re- you couldn't get a commentator today to sign off on using the bathroom before he started his show. You know, and uh, <laughs> this is this is a sad scenario because they had you respected them, you respected what they told you as the truth, and they were accountable. Today, nobody's accountable for anything, I don't believe. So, back to you. No, listen, David, you you laid it out straight, and this is why I appreciate men of your caliber, because, you know, you, you know, we all, there's times that we kind of find ourselves sidetracked in life and what have you, but, you know, David, I haven't, I haven't, I've known you for maybe I haven't you know sat at your dinner table, unfortunately, and I know I'd be invited. <laughs> uh, I didn't uh, get to shake your son's hand, but doing what you do shows your background and your upbringing and your caliber. So when I listen to what you're saying, because you're a little more seasoned than I am, uh, it's it's hard for me to wrap my mind. You know, it's funny because you came through a time when there was more standards, more principles that even the worst kind of person still had respect, you know, publicly. Uh, and then my generation at 51... Okay, we still maintain that to some degree, but then you saw a real drop-off in the 90s and then more so in the 2000s. And now we have a generation like we've talked about many times. But think about the little kids who are growing up with masks on their face and hearing injections and fear and all these things. Uh, That's why I'm thankful for men like you that continue the message through America's Web Radio. And that's 
that's no exaggeration because in in the slightest because uh, people that watch your shows are still able to get that. But once once these guys from your generation, once they're gone, now it's on me because I'm going to get to your age, <laughs> and then if guys my age forget and don't open their mouth and don't take a stand, it's lost. Well, we uh, for the generations. Go ahead. One thing that that we really promote, and and it's worthy of promoting on on this special edition today, and that is that our veterans, and they don't have to be serving veterans. Uh, you know, just a grandparent needs to put their grandchildren or their children, depending on the circumstance on their laps and talk to them and tell them about yesterday. Tell them about what they did. Tell them about, you know, what what they can hopefully expect or what, you know, what our flag means, what the stars and the stripes mean in our flag. And tell them about history. Tell them about World War II. Even if... You know, we're not getting that in our classrooms. We're not getting garbage in our... That's what we are getting is garbage in our classrooms. We're not getting the truth. And so we 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 promote the fact that our veterans are our history books today. And they will tell the truth if you can get them to talk. They will tell the truth about what they did in Vietnam, maybe even Korea. Uh, and they will tell the truth about Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Why did we go into Desert Shield? Because a tyrant had invaded another country. Oh, does that sound familiar? And he wanted to take over all of their resources. So, you know, we need to talk to our kids and our grandkids. If we don't, what's the saying, Michael? You know it better than I do. If you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. You're doomed and, to repeat it. And, uh, and if we don't hold our government leaders accountable, we'll end up like former communist Romania. Yep. Exactly. And uh, we're seeing that in Venezuela. We're seeing it, you know, they want the left, the socialists, the communists, want to take over the world and if we're not careful we'll let them and we have to be careful you know i've let it go again and we need to <laughs> run, run just a couple of uh, ads and we'll be back with michael gano in this special edition special report i'm going to call it david's pick because i was the one that decided we needed to hear from mr gano our international Reporter. We'll be back right after this. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com 
or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. I want to break in here with that. And uh, we, uh, I know the people at uh, Liquidation Sales, and they're not, they're not selling guns or firearms or weapons. They're buying them. And collections, uh, you know, a lot of folks don't know what to do when they've, when a loved one's died and left them 12, 15, 100 rifles or weapons or pistols or whatever. And yet, due to censorship, when we wrote an ad and put it in YouTube and put it in Facebook and Twitter, YouTube took us off the air because they didn't like the word guns. We weren't selling them. We weren't doing what the government does, selling them to the cartels or anything else. We were buying them. And I say we, uh, Liquidations uh, was buying them, not uh, not us by any means. Uh, But, you know, it's just we can't allow... Anybody, I don't care who they are, YouTube or, or the idiot at Microsoft or any, anybody to censor us. If, it's, if we do something on America's web radio that you don't like, there are plenty of other places that you can go. You can go either on the Internet or you can go on your local channels or whatever channel. Maybe you're a CNN lover, so go listen to them. But don't censor anybody. We all have the right, the First Amendment. So we'll be back right after this with and start going towards winding up uh, our discussion with Michael Gano, our international correspondent, which I love that. Hey, folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Michael, it always bothers me when uh, I say something and you laugh. And I, at least you weren't on the air when you laughed this time. But it is a it is a pleasure, as always, to work with you. And you know, we're going to have more of these specials because you're there. You know what's going on. You can smell it in the air, I'm sure. And we need to know what others are saying, not what we're saying here locally. And uh, until it comes to our comes knocking on our door, which I think there's well, David, a, listen. I think there's a good possibility of that. But go ahead. Yeah, look. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who who's listening to America's Web Radio. We we really do appreciate it. Uh, those who actually have a show, uh, all your sponsors, and. Uh, I want to encourage you also, take a few minutes, 
I did some interviews on the street this evening in Romania, asking people what they thought about the situation. Look, David, I'm sorry that currently, I, you know, I don't have a lot of deep insight because I don't want to speculate. I don't want to assume. Now, I did say that here's the reasons, the, the facts, and we agreed. We've done the show before, and we agreed. We don't think that Putin will, uh, will go into the Ukraine. Yeah, he'll poke, he'll prod, but there are factual reasons why we didn't think he would do it. Now, is he there? We still don't know. We're hearing a lot of stories. We're hearing stories that he's not. We're hearing stories that he is. I don't know what to believe, and I don't want to give any assumptions to your listeners and lose credibility. I'd rather just say, you know what, David? I'm trying to find out. And But if you go to a, Insight to Israel on Facebook, um, you can see our interviews with Israelis, with people around the world. We've interviewed uh, people that deal in foreign policy. We, we actually had a government insider from the United Nations who was giving us information about what was happening not only, I don't want to say the United Nations where, but giving us also insight into government, Israeli government policy. So I'm very thankful for uh, that we, as one person who's been doing this for nine years, going on ten, uh, that hard work has made me uh, a success in the sense of experience. And I want to thank you for that opportunity to really tune in and hone in and perfect that success experientially. So uh, I really am grateful to America's Web Radio, and we really need to support uh, you know, David and all those that do the work that they do. Um, and, and please, I, the only thing I'm asking for from your listeners is to go to the Insight to Israel page and watch our interviews because I, I believe that that's where you'll get the real tr- truth on the ground. Couldn't agree and I love with you, more. David. <laughs> Well, I couldn't agree with you more on on getting the truth, and this is something that um, you know we we have proven over and over again. And a good example is with our show called the Doctors' Lounge. We were dead on, or I say we are the doctors that do the show, and we were taken off the air for telling the truth. And yet today, everything—I mean, down to the last. T being crossed and the I being dotted and the period at the end of the sentence has been proven to be true. And now people like the CDC and Fossey are coming back and saying, oh, yeah, well, we're the ones that said it was okay. They weren't. No, we were the ones that were talking about uh COVID-19 before it even became a, a pandemic we were talking about oxychloroquine before even before the president said he would take it and did take it 
And, you know, we... We we think he took it. Yeah, we think he took it. But anyway, we were talking about it, or the doctors were talking about it. And, you know, I learned more from them. And then to have some high school graduate, or whoever he happened to be at YouTube, say that our experts don't know what they're talking about and we're putting out disinformation the hell we were telling the truth to begin with and we still do tell the truth and this guy whoever he was and when we also had a stupid reporter from the local newspaper local rag here that claimed we were putting out misinformation well i'd like to see exactly which medical school he graduated from you know and he couldn't Probably has to have help tying his shoes. So, you know. David, go back and sue these people. Take what's coming out now, take what you've done in the past, and take them to court. You know, the uh, I've learned over the years there's only two people that win in court, and that's the opposing attorneys. And uh, it just, people I, people. I disagree out. with you. Well, David. I am the only journalist in the state of Israel to sue Al Jazeera in the Israeli courts and win. Well, and I've done it to other journalists. I've beat other journalists for slander and defamation in the courts and won. You can do it. You just have to have a good attorney. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have good attorneys, but. Uh... You know, it's it's very costly over here. I don't know what it costs in Israel, right. but it's very costly. And quite frankly, I don't want to waste the money giving this idiot from the newspaper any credibility at all. I won't even mention, you know, obviously I know his name. He called me and wanted to do an interview, and I told him to where to put it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just, you know... <laughs> When you have a crisis of some sort, and this is, I, I can assure you, it's going to happen coming out of the Ukraine, that you'll hear all sorts of kinds of lies. And that's why some of these would-be reporters make their living is by lying to try to make it sound like the truth. And, uh, you know, anyway, so much for that. Let's get back to, uh, we've got about, uh, in fact... We don't even have that. We're going to have to go and uh, make room for the next show. Uh, this has been a special edition with our international correspondent, Michael Gano. And, Michael, thank you for taking the time today to bring us up to date, telling the truth about what's going on over there. And, the, and we pray for the Romanians that will be taking in a lot of folks from the UK and I know that's going to present another problem but uh, we do appreciate you and, and all that you do for the radio station and on Wednesdays we have a program called Insight to Israel and want everybody Tuesday. Tuesdays, I'm sorry uh, we want everybody to listen to that and go to your website and find out the truth about what's going on and uh, we will Th be talking Thank to you, David. Soon. I love you, brother. Take care. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station.
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.